Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Candy Bag Bee. It's a day. I'm going to get into the business before the bullshit. Business. You can reach me at it's the candy bag bee at gmail.com on Instagram, the candy bag underscore B, and on Facebook, the candy bag B, all caps. <sighs> to the bullshit. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I do not have a dick tail, and I do not have a who going to check me. Uh, it's been a week. And uh, I'm pushing through right now, currently, at the moment, to um, get this out. We're going to see how long this lasts, how long I feel like talking. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's go from here. So, um, by happenstance, the topic for today is uh, parenting and uh, parental boundaries forgiveness and you know how how do you move forward um, with you know your parents or your guardians or whomever it was that raised you um, if there was trauma involved uh, unfortunately most of us have some sort of trauma uh, when it comes to our parents, it could have been a divorce. It could have been they were never married or, you know, a parent wasn't there. Or whoop, if they were there, very toxic and abusive and unloving or, you know, we can run the gambit of things that our parents were or were not. So I won't say that this has been a uh, difficult parenting week this has been a difficult co-parenting week which is uh, something that uh, if you've been listening to me for a while that I will have to start getting used to is co-parenting with um, the kids daddy and um, a conversation that I had with a co-worker on Tuesday um, kind of brought back to the forefront of, you know, parenting styles and the age that we are and our parents were when they had us and our grandparents, how they raised our parents and so on and so forth going back and the things that are passed down from generation to generation. And um, we all fucked up. So my goal uh, in this life is to make sure that I don't pass down some bullshit to my children. Um, in the age of technology, we, my generation, those people born in the eighties, um, I'll say mm, late seventies and on up, we are a little bit better equipped to began to move forward from things that happened to us in childhood because the reality is is who we are as adults a lot of it is because of what happened to us when we were children 
And that's the good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly. It's everything. And um, I can honestly say that in the current state of having three children, eight, nine, and 23, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and I literally wing it on a day-to-day basis. I do what I hope is the best thing. I attempt my best to make the right decisions and I don't do so well every time. Um, and I hope I'm not scarring my children and passing down some shit. I don't want my grandchildren, if I ever have any, to have to experience. So my coworker was telling me that uh, Tuesday was her grandson's birthday and he turned six. And she was having a difficult time because she doesn't speak to her children. So she has two children, 34 and 37 years old. And because of who she, my coworker, is with her partner, because of who her partner is, her children stopped speaking to her three years ago. And um, even after everything that she told me, I don't trust the bitch as far as I can throw her. However, I was able to gain some insight from her conversation with me. And I did give her, you know, some words, encouraging words, being on the parent and child side, being an adult child while also being a parent. So she was married to their father, her children's fathers. And um, if I can remember correctly, she either got married at 19 or 20. He was very abusive. Now remember, I'm only hearing one side of this. He was very abusive and uh, physically, mentally, emotionally abusive. He made a point to bring the children into it. So they were exposed to the abuse as well, him to her. So they saw it, you know, broke up the fights, so on and so forth. So after 13 years, she divorced their father and then he began the smear campaign to the children. Oh, you know, I'm not with your mom anymore. We got divorced because she's a cheater and so on and so forth. And like impressionable kids are, um, some things stick and some don't, um, There was a time when she had to pretty much keep the kids from him, which they held that against her. But she realized that the things that he was doing was, wasn't, it it was uh, counterproductive to say the least. He stalked her. He did all kind of shit to her. Well, the kids grew up believing him for whatever reason. And, you know, there's a lot that I don't know that she probably won't ever tell. And it's understandable. I get it. Uh... So her children have chosen to sever connection and communication with her. All right, so you got to follow me here. And she did tell me this was some Jerry Springer Springer shit, and I didn't understand it until she broke it down. All right, so she, co-worker, we're going to call her Susan. Susan was married to David. David's mother, Janice, was married to Charles. All right. 
So we have Susan, David, Janice, Charles. Janice and Charles were married. Charles is David's stepfather. Okay. So while Susan and David were married, Janice and Charles were also married. Charles was David's stepfather, which then made him the step-grandfather of Susan and David's children. Uh, Susan and David divorced. It's been about 20, 25 years at this point, as of Tuesday. Uh, Janice and Charles divorced as well. I don't know how old these people were when they divorced, okay? How endeavor Susan and Charles are now a couple and have been for three years. So Susan's children are upset because Susan is in a relationship with their ex-step-grandfather. That was a lot. That was a lot. Now, during the time that Charles and Susan were married to their respective partners, they were not cheating, doing any of that. 20 some odd years later, they ran back into each other. They hit it off, they started dating, and now they're a couple. Susan's children do not like that. Both of Susan's children are married and have children. So her children stopped talking to her because she remains in a relationship with Charles. So basically what they told her, they gave her an ultimatum and told her, if you stay with him, we are not going to speak to you anymore. And she chose to stay with him, which that is her right as an adult. And that is their right as adults. And she's really upset about it. It, it affects her, which I can understand. Um, but what I said to her was, you know, whatever happened is what happened. Um, if cutting off communication with you protects their peace, they have to do what's best for them. You may not like it. Doesn't feel good. But they are doing what they feel protects their peace and they have every right to do so just like you have the right to continue to date someone that you love and and are in love with and you all don't have any issues it's just your children don't like who you who you're dating because he's their ex-step grandfather um and that's pretty much what i told her you know as as a child an adult child and a parent we all have to make decisions that are best for us Everybody's not going to like the decisions that we make, and that's okay. They're adults, and so are you. Um, I would hope that they would allow you to at least speak to your grandson or your grandchildren. But even if they don't, I mean, that's, that's a hard... She's literally between a rock and a hard place at this point. So... I just let her talk. I mean, because there is no definitive answer for a situation like this. 
Everybody is doing what they feel is best for their life. But the difference is, is the children are choosing to cut off communication with her because they don't like her choice in a partner, which ultimately is none of their motherfucking business anyway. You ain't got to like who I choose as a partner. So either you're going to be there or you're not. I've been in this situation before. You know, parent didn't like my children's father, who I was, you know, who I'm still married to. And I didn't like one of the partners that my mother chose. He was a drunk, lying ass, beaten ass man. So I had to cut off the communication between she and I because I'm not going to allow my children to be exposed to something that I am not also exposing them to. And you say out of my, out of your mouth that he would never hurt my children, but mm, I don't believe that because he hurt my mother. So, um, I almost shot him <laughs> for hitting you. He would surely be dead for doing any of that shit in front of my children. So she and I got into a really, really big argument, um, situation. And I told her, well, as long as you're with him, you're not going to see me or the children. You can come to my house and see the kids, but they are not coming to your house as long as he lives there. And I had to do what I had to do to protect my children and my peace. She didn't like it. It caused a wedge. I understand it. Um, so having that conversation with my coworker kind of brought some things to the forefront. And also the book that my partner and I are reading, what is the, you know, what happened to you? I am very aware of what happened to me and why I am who I am today and why I handle relationships the way that I did. Um, and whether I tried to be or not, I ended up being my mother whether I wanted to or not. And it took me a very long time to realize that I literally followed in her footsteps, give or take a couple of things. So now it's my duty to break the cycle. And that is what I am doing. Um, yeah, this is going to be a short one because I need you not to think about this for a minute. But, um, so we all know that I am a words mean things type of person. And, uh, I'm probably going to end it after I read all of this and give my thoughts. And then that's going to be the end of that. However, so the role of a parent is to provide encouragement, support, and access to activities that enable the child to master key developmental tasks. I'll read that one more time. The parental role is to provide encouragement, support, and access to activities that enable the child to master key developmental tasks. And here are 10 responsibilities of responsible parents. And yes, I Googled all, all of this. Uh, what you do matters. That's number one. 
you cannot be too loving, number two. Number three, be involved in your child's life. Number four, adapt your parenting to fit your child. And that means to me, how I interpret that is, you have to adapt your parenting to fit each of your children. Nobody is alike, even children. You can have five kids by the same person and all five of those kids are different because they are different. They're born at different times and hell, even twins are different. Uh, Number five, establish and set rules. Six, foster your child's independence. Number seven, be consistent. Number eight, avoid harsh discipline. Now I'm on the fence about this one because each child handles discipline in a different way. So what may be harsh to one is on par with another. These two go hand in hand with adapting your parenting to fit your child because you have to adapt the discipline to fit the child as well. Number nine, explain your rules and decisions. This is a good one because that do as I say, not as I do, and because I said so, we all see how that worked for us. We shouldn't pass that down to our children. Uh, we should also, which is number 10, treat your child with respect. How do we expect children to learn respect if they are not shown respect? Respecting your children means giving them a voice, allowing them to be independent, think for themselves. You know, we hear a lot of times, you need to be a leader, you need to be a leader. You're not allowing them to be a leader if you're always telling them what to do. That's a follower. How are you teaching your child to lead if you don't give them the space to be independent? Okay. Now, with all of those things, um, Hmm. When I look at this list of 10 things, um, I can see where, you know, my parents missed a mark on a lot of this stuff. Um, and that's just because they did what they knew. They did what was done to them and so on and so forth. And out of these 10, I definitely try my best to do every single one of these with each of my children because they're all different and they need different things. Um, so maybe this is just an informational podcast that if you are struggling with parenting and you don't really know what to do, maybe some of these will help, um, you to kind of start to navigate a different path for your children. We always hear, I want my kids to have more than I did. Okay. That doesn't just mean financial. Do you want them to be uh, more emotionally intact, more mentally intact, uh, more physically intact, and be able to navigate this world in a way that allows them to have empathy 
sympathy, understanding, respect for people, so on and so forth. The only way that they're going to learn those things is if it's done to them by their parents and other people as well. Not going to get on my soapbox about that. Now, um, I'm probably all over the place and that's okay. So going back to when I set the boundary for my mother and my children as far as, you know, the person that she decided to be with at that time, uh, that was a hard thing for me to do was to set a boundary. And I cried a lot about that because I didn't want to do that. But my therapist let me know that I needed to set a boundary and that the relationship with my mother should not be stressing me out to the point where I'm crying. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to always set boundaries with people outside of my family, but I wasn't taught to set boundaries for family. And a lot of us aren't taught to set boundaries with family because we, we've been, you know, it's been seared into our brains, family over everything. That's your family. That's your mother. That's your father. That's your aunt. That's your cousin. That's whomever it is. You know, that's blood. Blood is thicker than water. Uh, actually, while it may be scientifically true, uh, just because they found it don't mean that they deserve Respect And just because their family doesn't mean that they deserve a pass. And uh, just because their family doesn't mean that they shouldn't be punched in their motherfucking mouth. Uh, yeah, because I think we've all pretty much experienced the people closest to you, which is usually your family, kind of hurts you the most. And we know why. It's just generational shit being passed down and down and down and down and down. Um, so... The definition of boundaries is a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. Hmm. A line that marks the limits of an area. That's a line that marks the limits of your heart, your feelings, your emotions, your words. Telling someone what they can and cannot say to you. Telling someone what they can and cannot do to you. That is a boundary. We all need boundaries in every single part of our life. We need boundaries with our partners, our spouses, our siblings, cousins, mothers, fathers, grandparents, co-workers, supervisors, managers. Everybody needs boundaries. They need to know what they can and cannot do to you. What I found is the people who have the most issues with adhering to your boundaries are those that are upset because you are setting boundaries and they can no longer treat you any way that they choose to. Set those boundaries, hold those boundaries, remain consistent with those boundaries. Now, on the other side of 
uh, understanding where, you know, your parents kind of dropped the ball. And if you're a parent, you know, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So, you know, as adults, we can easily say, well, you know, my mom should have, my dad should have, could have, would have, so on and so forth. But what we have to understand is, is depending on their age and their circumstance with our parent, you know, our other parent, which I'll use myself for example. So if I look at my mother and the experiences that she had with my father, right? She was 21 when she had me. Yes, 21 when she had me. He was 20. If we all think back, we didn't know a goddamn thing at 20 and 21. And we damn sure didn't know shit about being parents. So I got to forgive them for not knowing what they didn't know. Just like I would hope that my children will be able to forgive me for not knowing what I didn't know. That's why I'm trying to change the not knowing into the knowing. So I do know what I know. I'm not going to always get it right. I'm not going to always get it wrong. But the goal is to be a better parent to my children and to be a better mother and woman so they can see that love is all around them no matter what. So the same forgiveness that I want my children to be able to give me is also the forgiveness that I need to extend to my parents. That can be a tough one. Because most of our interpretation of forgiveness is forgetting what happened and moving on as though nothing ever happened, which is very, very untrue. So the definition of forgiveness is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. We've all heard the term Forgiveness is for you, not the other person. That is true. I mean, by the definition, you are stopping the feeling of anger and resentment towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or mistake. Doesn't mean you don't forget. It means you forgive them. So, the same grace that you would want your children and someone to have for you and to forgive you for something, an offense, a flaw, or a mistake that you made should be the same level of forgiveness that you extend to your parents as well. Forgiving your parents for their flaws, their offenses, and their mistakes means that you understand that they did not know what the fuck they were doing either. I'm not saying forget. I'm saying forgive. Now, here's why. Everything that happened, and I'm using myself for an example, everything that happened to me from when I can remember to when I can remember, if you get that, is that shit doing me any good right now? 41 years old. Is whatever my mother said, my father did, 
my mom did, didn't do, whatever. Is that truly important right now on today? Is it? Does it really matter that when I was 13 and my father, pretty much stepfather, pretty much forced me to play basketball because I was tall. And he was very, very hard on me. Does it really matter at 41? Because honestly, if I can look back, while I hated that shit then, it actually made me a better athlete the older I got. I had to forgive him for that because he was only doing what was done to him. Don't make it right. But I had to forgive him for that. Now, on the other side of of forgiveness is moving forward. Follow me here. So you have moving on and you have moving forward. Moving on can be a form of denial. You can get stuck there. Moving on isn't about healing, growth, perseverance, or wisdom that you have gained. Moving on insinuates that forget about it. It doesn't allow you the space to heal. It doesn't allow you the space to confront what happened to you, deal with it, and then move forward. Moving on is uh, a very disrespectful way of saying, oh, forget about how bad I treated you. However, moving forward is taking as much time that's needed to understand who or what caused your pain so you can grow from it. It is about lessons learned and self-awareness gained. So after you forgive someone for an offense, a flaw, or mistake they made towards you, Your next step should be to move forward, not to move on. Moving forward does not mean that you have to continue a relationship with that person. It doesn't mean that you have to call and check in. It doesn't mean that you have to try to act like you like them again. Doesn't mean any of that. Moving forward is for you just as much as forgiving someone of an offense is for you, not the other person. Forgiving them doesn't absolve them from what they did. You are choosing to move forward in your life because if you are 50 years old and you are still that 12 year old boy or that 13 year old girl, you're not moving forward. You're stuck because all you were taught was to move on. And nobody taught you to move forward because they didn't know how to move forward either because nobody told them how to move forward. If you want to stop that generational shit from going down to your children and so on and so forth, you have to heal, which it could be therapy. It could be talking to someone who got some common sense, being aware that it is time to forgive and move forward 
and taking those steps, whether it's by reading a book, listening to an auto book, seminars, whatever it is, to move forward. Understand what happened. Understand the who. Because the who, it was probably done to them as well, and so on, and so on, and so forth. Find the source of the pain. Grow from it. Okay. What have I learned about myself since this happened? What have I learned about life since this happened? What steps can I take to ensure that I don't perpetuate this behavior onto my children or anyone else? And to forgive and to move forward in my life. Moving forward is positive. Moving on is negative. Moving on is very toxic as well. Um, so, set your boundaries. Mm, forgive first. Set those boundaries and move forward. That's all I got today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this 30 minutes. <laughs> That's all the energy I got to give today. Uh, forgive me for having just this amount of energy. That's all I got. I know y'all don't want me to bullshit and trying to push this motherfucker out to an hour. I'll be bullshitting you. And I'm not going to do that. If you need to reach me, you can reach me at itsthecandybagby at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at the candy bag underscore b and on facebook the candy bag b all caps have a good evening have a good morning have a good afternoon and i'll see you next week <laughs>